0: I'd like to wish you a very welcome uh, to our podcast this day. This is Michael Cox, and uh, this is November the 25th, the day after Thanksgiving, and uh, I am still stuffed. I hope that uh, each of you in your homes with your friends, family, and loved ones had a great day and uh, that you probably ate too much. And uh, you can diet tomorrow. So uh, that's what Elaine and I are doing now. We are fasting and uh, trying to get some of the weight off. I am uh, eager to talk with you this evening. And uh, I have a little, uh, just a short thing that I want to share with you. It has to do with something that's going on in my life. And I figure that uh, whatever is common to me is common to man that many of you may have experienced or are experiencing some of the same things that that i have been experiencing for the last month or so anyway let's get get started um the title of this podcast is looking for a savior for over a month now i kind of have found myself in in a in a funk of depression And perhaps some of you can identify with that, but, um, you know, it's been a real pity party. You know, why me, God, and and so on, and all those kinds of things. But it's been as though there has been no joy in my life, no hope, only despair. You know, I'm getting older and uh, looking at my longevity, and uh, it doesn't uh, look good for a whole lot of more years. So uh, I think maybe that has a part to play with it, too because I still want my life to count for the Lord as long as I am on this earth. Right now Elaine and I are going through a 21 day reading of Psalm 1 in as many versions as we can find. Uh, You know that for something to become habit in your life it must be repeated 21 times so we're doing this 21 days in a row, morning and evening. Now I don't know why They say, the psychologists say, that it takes 21 times for something to become a habit. But anyway, that's what we're doing. But as we do this, we're on, I think, our 17th day now. I'm finding that, uh, that I am regaining my hunger for more of God's word. This psalm promises so many wonderful things to us. If we'll only walk with him and sit with him and stand with him along our journey. And I know that that's true, and more than ever, I want to apply those truths to my life in these days. I want to share a little short story with you that I believe the Spirit brought to me today while I was at the gym going through my habit of exercise. uh, When I got home, Elaine asked me if it was a good exercise. I said, well, I went through the mechanics of it, the physical aspect of it. I said my heart and my mind my emotions weren't in it, but... uh, I know it's good for me, and uh, eventually those other aspects will return also. But I'd like to start with an illustration from a um, man that I have been following now for over two years, and uh, his writings and his podcast. His name is Jamal Javinji, and uh, he he had a podcast today that I listened to concerning the, the, the recent presidential election. No, this is not about politics. Just using his analogy to jump off into my topic. I think many people were disappointed because their candidate did not get elected. They see only despair, they see a loss of rights and freedoms, many of them protested and rioted because of that, and they see us as a nation going backward. And not only Americans, but uh, a lot of the world has the same worries over our new president-elect. Then there's another camp, if you take the flip side of that coin, that is elated to see Mr. Trump as the one who can make America great again. In the eyes of many, he is the savior, the salvation of America. He is the one who will restore our traditional values. He will appoint conservative Supreme Court justices. And even in the evangelical camp, some are touting him as God's chosen vessel who will bring about revival to America. Whether that's true or not, I cannot say, and will not even speculate. But I'd like to turn away from the political view now to something that drives all these different perspectives among peoples in our country and people all around the world. As created beings, we seem to have a predisposition to look beyond ourselves and find solutions to our issues or scapegoats for our situation. Many people will say, Oh, if I could just move to the country where life is more simple and uh, uh, life has got a much slower pace, I think I would be happy. On the other hand, some other, others might say, Oh, if I could move to the big city where life is exciting. You know, I could even put up with the traffic just to be a part of that uh, vibrant life. Or maybe it's moving to another country. Perhaps a tropical paradise or a beach community in the Pacific. Other places are so much more appealing to me and I know I could be happier there if I could just get there. Or maybe you thought at some point in your life that you were born into the wrong family. If I'd been given the training and advantages that some have, I could have been a real success, but I've been limited because of my genetics. Many times we're looking for scapegoats for our problem, we're looking for solutions, and there's always someone or something out there that we can blame. Or, in many times, someone or something that we build up, build our hopes up onto. You know, uh, I, I think that this person, or just like the election, this, this man is going to solve all the problems. This, this will bring me peace. This situation, this circumstance, this thing will bring peace and happiness and joy into my life. Saints, I'm going to tell you that those are false hopes, and they will eventually be dashed. And if you are disappointed in some aspect in your life, that will change also if you're excited well you can be excited for a while but it will not last forever because your hope is placed in the wrong place the wrong person the wrong thing let me bring this discussion around to some things that pertain to our spiritual lives you know as followers of Christ we take on various different flavors go by different names congregate in different places with different people, or those that we think we have something in common with. How many church splits have come about because, even though we're children of God, we can't seem to get it all together? You don't do it like I want to do it. You don't hold to the same doctrines that I do. And I have found the perfect community somewhere across town, and I'm going to join myself to them. How many have been foolish enough to believe that the externals will bring about satisfaction in your life? No place, no religion, no person is going to be your Savior. Now I'm about to make a profound statement and and, uh, try to understand where I'm going with this. Not even Jesus Christ is going to be the one who ultimately saves you. If you go back in history the Jewish people of old were looking for a Messiah. They were looking for what they, had, what they thought had been promised to them by the prophets and their prophetic writings, that God would send a deliverer to bring them out from under Roman domination. All about that time, Jesus came into the world, and he told them, Hey, I am the one that you're looking for many followed him because they saw the miracles that he did and they thought surely surely this is the Messiah he is our salvation he will deliver us what did he tell him he said hey guys he said I'm only here for a short time and then I'm going away And you're gonna be disappointed and you're gonna be dispersed and you're gonna wonder what happened and yet Many persisted in believing that he was their salvation. I want to emphatically and vigorously and forcefully say to you right now, you will not find salvation outside of yourself. It does not exist. Salvation comes from within. Jesus told his followers to believe his words. Do we believe his words? Or do we twist them to suit ourselves? Here's what he said in John chapter 14, and verse 12. He said, I'm telling you the truth. Those who believe in me will do what I do. Yes, they'll do even greater things because I'm going to the Father. Folks, stop looking for someone else to be your Savior. Salvation is within you. That's what Jesus said. For centuries, the church has been looking for the return of Jesus or the rapture or whatever uh, other eschatological can't even get that word out eschatological views you hold it's time to reread the scriptures and look at them from a different point of view understand what father is saying to you i'd like to read a passage to you written by the apostle paul i'm going to read it to you in Two different versions. Please do not be insulted by having me read to you. I love to have people read to me. When Elaine and I take trips, I'm driving, she's reading, and I I love it. So I hope that this can be a blessing to you. But Paul wrote us some instructions out of the book of Romans, and we're gonna begin in chapter eight and verse fifteen and read all the way through verse twenty eight in the King James Version. Then I'm gonna read it to you in another version. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath objected him in the same in hope because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen, parentheses, hope that is external, hope that is outside of us, hope that is out there somewhere, is not hope. For what a man seeth, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that sacrificeth searcheth I'm sorry searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of god and we know that all things work together for good to them who love god to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now I want to read to you in a, another translation which is a little more literal. And I think that uh, it will also reveal a new shade of truth to you, a new insight, a different way of looking at the same scripture. This is from the Message Bible, beginning again in Romans eight fifteen. This a resurrection life you received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, What's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirit and confirms who we really are. We know he, who He is, and we know who we are, Father and children and we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through and if we go through the hard times with Him then we're certainly going to go through the good times with Him. That's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Meanwhile, the joyful anticipation deepens. All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. And maybe you're yearning for that deliverance today. I'm telling you that it is yours and it is coming. And do not give up hope. Verse 24, And that is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant woman. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us, but the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. Meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's Spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how to pray or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our wordless sighs and our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our present condition or and our pregnant condition, and he keeps us present before God. That's why we can be sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Do not despair. Do not give up hope. Do not look to someone or something or some place to bring you joy and peace and fulfillment in this life. Look within to the Spirit of God that lives in you, that is strong within you, that prays with you and for you and through you and knows your every thought and conveys that to our Father in heaven. You know, the whole world has been waiting for for us To to reveal ourselves to this creation, to this world, so that it might see the magnificent wonder of God. That's what Jesus said. The things that I do, you're going to do also, and the world is waiting to see us do it. Folks, I'm saying to you as as I close this down, may his spirit... The Spirit of God leads you into all truth, into all joy, into all peace, and expect hope now, now in this life, with the promise of a great unfolding of what is to come next. I know that things get rough at times. Jesus said, you're going to have tribulations in this life, in this world. And yes, I've been experiencing some of those and mental things in my own life, but I have an unfailing hope that I shall see his salvation, that I know that better times are coming and that he is interceding. The Spirit of God is interceding in me and for me, and God has not forsaken me. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So trust his spirit today and I say to you all love all joy all grace and all peace be yours in this holiday season and uh, that's all that I have for tonight I want to say that I I hope that you will share this podcast with your friends with your family if it has blessed you you can find it on SoundCloud it's also downloadable through iTunes the nomadic prophet or through uh, Google And uh, we uh, at Nomadic Prophets, Sean and I, both wish you a great holiday season. And I want to say that, uh, in closing, uh, I still have on tap the podcast that I've been mentioning about on our uh, Facebook page uh, with Rabbi Sharon Browse. We have again rescheduled for December the 6th. And uh, I think she is someone you might want to hear. She is a Jewish lady rabbi, if that sounds strange to you. But um, she has a great spirit, and I want you to hear what she has to say. So until next time, I'll see you in the funny papers.